0: Revolutionize your recruitment strategy with AIM HR Solutions. Headquartered in the heart of Massachusetts, our dynamic team offers cutting-edge recruiting services tailored to meet the needs of HR professionals anywhere. Say goodbye to the endless cycle of candidate searches. Let our seasoned experts streamline the process for you. With a deep understanding of industry trends and a vast network, we're here to connect you with top-tier talent. Explore the possibilities of our recruitment services at AIMHRSolutions.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Human Solutions. I'm Pete Wright. The impetus for remote work has shifted considerably since the pandemic's start. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, the number of people primarily working from home has tripled between 2019 and 2021. In this episode, Mark Millette, Director of HR from AIM Mutual, and Kyle Pardo, EVP of AIM HR Solutions, will uncover how the workplace has transformed post COVID and why the ergonomics of your remote workers should be top of mind. Mark Millette, Kyle Pardo, uh, welcome back to the show. It's good to have you both here. Thanks, Pete. Happy to be here.
1: Great to be here.
0: Mark, you're a first-timer. It's good to have you on Human Solutions. So glad to to be able to tap your expertise today. But well, Before we get started, just to set a foundation for this conversation, What is AIM Mutual and why do you matter to this conversation?
2: (laughs) How's that? that? that That's a a great start. That's a great start. (laughs) So AIM Mutual Insurance Companies, we're a workers' compensation insurance carrier. So we provide workers' compensation to businesses throughout New England uh, to protect their employees
0: in the event of, of workplace accidents. Very straightforward. Right. And I have to imagine that that function of a mutual has changed fairly dramatically when people are no longer actually working in the workplace? Uh,
2: absolutely. Very. It's very different. Right. Especially from our standpoint, um, I can tell you, pre-pandemic, we had probably about 130 employees in our building uh, and, and, and about 40 were already what we it's interesting, what we called field employees, because that was their job, they were out on the road. Um, and now that to, to your point about the numbers, that's kind of almost inverted, right? Now we have about 40 or 50, 60 people in the building on any given day, and everyone else is now what we call a remote worker, right? So we've actually changed the term from field employee to remote worker. So that's kind of a that's kind of a big change too just the terminology is different.
0: I think I actually just saw a tumbleweed blow by behind you uh, yeah. <laughs> on your Zoom call. It is it's very, very different. So, uh, Kyle, what what are you seeing in terms of how organizations are adapting from the perspective of H.R. during and now post covid?
1: You know, it's really it's amazing. It's you know, remote used to be a, a rare occurrence. And now we're seeing with candidates for sure that it's something that people are really asking for and requiring that they're not going to take a position if that's not something that's a possibility. At least three days a week is really a, a trend yeah. that we're seeing. So um, so employers are, are needing to, to switch the, to that. Um, but we're seeing it with workplaces. You know, culture is a little bit different. There are people that that you've never met in person, that you've always worked with remotely and you've never uh, interacted in, a, in an in-person environment. So it's changed how managers respond to their employees. It's changed the physical look of offices. It's changed the schedule. Uh, so it's really made the ben- employee benefits. So every area.
2: We weren't even considering remote work before March of 2020, right? We, we had, again, we had our field employees, but other than that, we weren't even thinking about it. And all of a sudden it, it can work. It works for us. And now it's almost to Kyle's point, it's almost the expectation.
0: You know, I, I read weirdly on Twitter as I date this episode, uh, this post may not be around uh, for very long, but the CEO of Doist, who uh, they make uh, workplace communication tools like Todoist and uh, Twist are, are two of their uh, tools. They he was the CEO was posting how, you know what, remote work. Saying that we need people in the office is a a myth that we must challenge that remote work is not only possible, but their example going on decades of working together as a completely remote organization they've never been together, and it works uh, and, and so I wonder if you could at least test that theory with your experience, that hypothesis with your experience that that having to be like the the uh, uh, synchronicity of water cooler conversations is is a functional imperative to work that we have to be in the same place at the same time. Is it a myth as uh, as our CEO is, has asserted or is it something that's working?
1: I, I think it's a myth. And and I'm going to say that because I have worked for AIM since 2006 and I've been remote that entire time. So this wasn't a new new experiment. This isn't only a couple of years in, you know, this is 16 years that I've worked remotely and, um, it works for me. I don't think it works for everybody. I think there's some people that really need that in-person touch. Um, but I found during COVID and with, with people becoming more comfortable with teams, with zoom, I actually see people a lot more now than I did for the first 13 years of a remote, um, you know, engagement where I never saw people in person, but, um, or not person, in virtually. So it's actually gotten more connected, I think, because of, of Teams and Zoom from my perspective, but that might be different than other people.
2: Mark, what are you saying? So I can give you, yeah, absolutely. I can give you the exact opposite is I, I am not a work from home person. I come to the office every day uh, because I need that. So I'm in HR. I feel like people are here. I should be here. I need that interaction with people. So I, I prefer the in-person uh, much more. Having said that, I do agree that it can totally work right remote can tell and kyles an example of it and there's plenty of companies where there's where, where that where that works so what's interesting is i think companies have to adapt to that they have to realize that it can work this this notion that oh that it's just not going to work there's no way we can do it i don't think that's accurate i think there's a happy yeah. medium
0: i think it's interesting kyle you bring up you know zoom and teams uh, i think for a while as we were sort of returning to To life and work with, uh, you know, regard to the pandemic, there was a bit of Zoom fatigue, right? You had people talking about, oh, I'm so tired of Zoom. And yet I I think the adaptation is really interesting that people I uh, you know, I am having more face to face conversations than I ever had in my career. Right. Because the adaptation to video face to face is so quick. And I'm noticing that interestingly with my kids who are in high school and and uh, college and they default if they have to talk to someone. The default is always face to face. They they don't know why the phone app exists. It's video <laughs> or it's it's text. Right. Uh, so I think that's really interesting as you look at those to your point, Mark, those adaptations. Let's transition to. Uh, ergonomics. Like when, when I think you hear the word ergonomics, you think, oh, what, what do I get to make my back feel straighter, uh, you know, more straight from Ikea? W- what is ergonomics in the case of this conversation? Yeah. So
2: there's a couple of things. One, you want to, especially from our, our standpoint as a workers' comp mm-hmm. carrier, we want to make sure that people are comfortable, safe, and and able to be as productive as possible no matter where they're working whether it's in the office or remotely uh so you know we do a lot around ergonomics for our policyholders mm-hmm. we do a lot around our ergonomics for our our employees that want to work remotely we have everybody that wants to work remote complete an ergonomic assessment here's where i'm going to be doing my work here's where i'm sitting here's what i'm sitting uh, sitting in and um if they need one of our uh injury prevention and worksite wellness employees to come take a look or just get onto Zoom and take a look at their workspace and make recommendations on how they can make that more comfortable and safer, that's what we'll do.
1: Mark, I'm wondering, um, just from a, from a practice or a policy standpoint, um, you know, how good are people at getting up and walking around? I always think, you know, you have the ergonomic equipment, you have the great chair, but we have those meetings one after another and people get tied to their seat. And after, you know, three or four hours realize, oh gosh, I've never stood up and stretched my legs today. Are are people, do you find that they're good about that?
2: I I think so. I, you know, unless they're on zoom and I see them do it, I'm not really sure. Right. Um, But I mean, I'm sitting here in the office and there are days when it's been three or four hours and I'm like, oh, I haven't gotten up. So um it's certainly something we talk about. By all means, you have to get up. Even our watches will tell us that we have to get up, right? Time to I stand. I was just thinking <laughs> about
0: that. I, I, I went to a conference uh, not long ago and we're sitting in a keynote that was two hours long. And at 50 minutes into the keynote, you could see. People stand up and start kind of stretching their arms in the middle and walking up and down the aisles a little bit toward the back. And it mm-hmm. was all people with their watches telling them it was time to stand. They'd been sitting for 50 <laughs> minutes. They needed to make sure they stood up for a minute and, and get the blood flowing. So I, I think that's a really good question. But are these adaptations working well to a subset? You know, I, I certainly stood up in a case where I normally wouldn't have. I I saw a video. It was a CBS Sunday Morning, I think. Video is not long ago, and it was on um, LinkedIn's new uh, hybrid office. Uh, you know, they were uh, acquired. Uh, they they have this. They built this new massive thing, and it it was under construction for you know long before uh, COVID. And then it opened, sort of, uh, you know, during COVID. And what happened when they realized that their entire facility had to to change because they no longer had just cube farms or desk farms, right? It was, they, they no, realized we have to be able to accommodate many different styles of working, not just to keep people healthy and safe inside the when they're inside the building, but to, in many cases, become a magnet for people who normally would work at home to come and be comfortable in a way that feels like they have the same flexibility at home. And they went from having a style of seating in the building under the original plan to having more than 75 different types of seating across the facility. So you wanna sit in a high backed couch that looks like a, you're against the wall at a coffee shop? You can do that. You wanna sit at a desk with an attached monitor? You can do that. You wanna sit at a conference table? Sure. You wanna sit at a in a like isolation, sound isolation, privacy booth? You can do that. I mean, on and on and on and on and on. I wonder, Mark, from your perspective, when you, when you hear, I mean, that feels, extraordinary to me, 75 different types of seating. Is that the new normal? Is that the future we're needing to think about from HR professionals when you're when you're creating the workplace of the future? You know, I
2: think I, I agree with you, right? I think that sounds awful extreme, but I think the the concept is right. Right. Why are why are they why do they have 75 different options? Well, it's to make sure everybody's comfortable. I think that's the important message. You want to make sure everybody's comfortable and safe, whatever that is. Um, You know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of companies out there that don't have the resources that LinkedIn has to do that. But but whatever you can do. So, for example, our employees that are at home, if they don't have a comfortable office chair, we're going to get them a comfortable office chair. Right. It may not be the three thousand dollar, you know, one that that has the fans in the back blowing it. Right. But it's a it's a safe,
1: comfortable. We'll do that for our employees. I think, Pete, to your point, too, I think we'll see office architecture change and home architecture change as a result of the remote work Um, offices, because I was at recently at a. um, like a we work type of environment where people go to, you know, if they don't have an office. And they had um, really kind of old fashioned phone booth looking places that you could go in and just mm-hmm. have the small little space for a private conversation. They had the um the conversation area. So if you if you didn't mind other people talking, you would you would choose that area. And then they had the quiet spaces that was, you know, like no phone calls allowed in those areas. Um, and then in the, the personal space, you know, you think about the use of the dining room is probably gone and that's become a requirement to have a home office and mm-hmm. or a space that you can close the door from your dog and your kids and the doorbell and all those types of things so it's really i saw
2: i saw a real estate posting the other day that literally said living room
0: dining room home mm-hmm. office right so yeah i totally I, agree with Kyle i wish that. i had statistics but just you know thanks to my rigorous empirical research, I I think Tough Shed is blowing up right now because the number of people just in our local neighborhood that are buying attached sheds and long extension cords, right? Insulated, single-purpose, bespoke, offices that are in their backyard something that they can go into and get away from the sound of the kids running around and like that the right. the the displacement what seems like an artifact of the pandemic and now we're professionalizing homework and uh, that that feels it feels like it's a the pendulum is swinging in such a way that it's going to be hard to see it swing back I, that's why I like this LinkedIn example because it's demonstrating just how hard workplaces are recognizing they have to work to keep people attached to facilities, if that's important to them, if that's an ideological present. Absolutely. So we well, we use this story for those folks that are
2: building their sheds to get away from the kids and the dogs. That was that's what we tell our folks. So like, do you need a day to get ready to w- away from the kids and dogs come to work? <laughs> come on into the come on into the office. We, we, exactly. <laughs> that would exactly. be a
0: sales pitch. It's your work away from home. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's Right. I was just going to say, and we've had, we've had a lot of that. We've had people that haven't come to the office for two years because of the pandemic. And now they're, it's okay that they come back to the office and they're like, oh my God, I can do this one yeah. day a week. It's great. It's good to see people. It's good to get away from the kids and the dog. Yeah. And, um, it, it seems to work.
0: It feels like it's introducing a lot more complication in terms of tracking. You just said we're going to buy you a chair at home. Uh, I I assume it extends too far beyond the chair. How do you let's talk about tracking uh, around equipment first. Like how what are you seeing? What are you looking at?
2: During the pandemic, in fact, we wrote a workplace remote workplace policy. And in that policy, it says if you want to work remotely, we're going to provide you with this basic equipment monitors keyboards mouse right Mm -hmm. and um, what's great is our i.t department is involved in that and so they track all of the equipment you know this person has Mm -hmm. two monitors this person has one monitor this person has an office chair this person doesn't so um, we have people that actually they do they track all of that and uh, if if an employee is going to uh, be leaving the company we know ahead of time and we and we set up ahead of the exit interview which we might do by zoom by the way <laughs> <laughs> right um that we're going to need to get that equipment back
0: um okay the the other side of this is tracking uh i, I don't necessarily wanted to uh, want to talk about tracking performance that's not really what this is is about but tracking uh just use of that equipment right it, tracking activity uh Kyle this feels like it's a, it's a delicate balance. And, you know, I, I read horror stories of people whose you know, all this equipment is actually tracking mouse movements and, and Amazon's top seller in office equipment is a mouse jiggler. So it makes the mouse seem like it's still working. What, what's your, what's your perspective on all of this?
1: Any equipment that your employer provides for you is owned by the company. And so they do have the ability to track you know, what, your, what websites you're using, how frequently you're on your computer, what your activity is, all of that. Um, whether companies do that or not, though, I think, you know, we always say goes back to trust. You know, are these, are these employees that you can trust and, and that you can, um, you, you know, know that they're getting the work done at the end of the day? And if they go off and they go on to Amazon for 15 minutes, is that impacting the equipment, is it impacting their productivity? Is it something you need to be concerned about as an employer? Um, but I do think it's important for employees to know that it—it it, it is in the employee's right to be able to track that because it is in, in company-owned equipment. So it's a, it's a delicate balance there.
0: The, there was a, a trend a while ago, I'm going to say, you know, 15 years ago, but I, maybe when the iPhone came out, I think that was part of it, right, that that drove this. A lot of people, nerds in particular, wanted to use their own phone. So companies had to write BYOD, bring your own device policies, right? And and I know I was a, a rec- grateful recipient of that policy myself. I was allowed to use my a a, a Mac that, that I have for design work in a Windows organization because I brought my own. Own. and they were okay i signed an agreement that said this is mine the they country has that shifted in this work from home uh transition companies just you don't you don't you're not going to use your own stuff at your own house we we assume we're going to take care of you
2: yeah, we've, we, we provide every employee that comes through the door a, a, their own laptop. Um, if their job requires it, we give them a company cell phone. So definitely, um, you know, I, I, it, I don't want to go down a rabbit mm-hmm. hole with it, but there's a whole IT security piece, mm-hmm. right? People using their own device can lead to very uh, compromising situations with, with uh, you know, uh, malware sure. and, and all of that stuff. So um, I think that's part of the, the conversation, too. Yeah.
1: It's also difficult for an IT department to support all sorts of personal devices. Right.
0: Great so point. if they know
1: everybody has the same issued computer, that's much easier for an IT department right. to support. We certainly have,
0: you know, the, the curse of more choice for personal devices now. So how could you even right, right. Uh, figure that out? So uh, fascinating.
2: And the evolution of technology in, uh, itself is just, you know, companies are doing that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost cheaper to buy a laptop than a desktop at this yeah. point. Right. So companies are doing well
0: that. and that's that's actually an interesting point that that maybe that's the counter to this the history of bring your own device is just make sure that you have a wide variety of devices to choose from for employees i haven't mm-hmm. heard for example the yeah. the mac pc debate in a long time it used to be i'm stuck using windows i don't want to use windows now if you come to an employee i i, I feel like it's fairly generally accepted that, yeah we can support we can support you and have right, this recommended device out. um yep so Interesting, interesting changes all around.
1: I think the only thing is that remote work is here to stay. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's going to go away. I think it's a, it's so, so figuring out how it's going to work for your company, obviously doesn't work for every position in hospitality and manufacturing and, you know, so many industries that in-person presence is required. But um, if there's even an opportunity for it, I think that's what people are looking for right now.
2: You know, we're, we're in an office environment and we, we have positions that remote work just doesn't lend itself to it. They have to be here. So, so there is that. But, but yeah, it's, it's not going away. And I would tell companies, HR people that you're going to have to adapt. You're going to have to adapt. And, and I think just, lack of a better term, accept it. It's here to stay.
0: There you go. Great advice. Sage Wisdom, you two. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, as always, for being a part of this show. Mark, uh, but let's say somebody's listening to this. They want to get some more information, some more resources. Do you have a place you can point them? More than welcome to check out our website at
2: Um, That's the best place to start. There's a contact us piece on that.
0: So um, that would be the place to start. Kyle, I'm about to plug your website. You want to send anybody anyplace else?
1: No, absolutely. Uh, We work closely with A Mutual. They're great partners of ours. And so I'd encourage people to reach out to either, you know, Mark or I directly or to our website. So I'm happy to happy to connect with additional resources.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you both. And thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this show. We appreciate your time and your attention. As always, you can find those links and notes at aimhrsolutions.com, or you can just swipe up in your podcast player. All the notes are in there. All the links are right in the notes for this very episode. You can listen to the show on the website or subscribe anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. On behalf of Mark Millett and Kyle Pardo, I'm Pete Wright. We'll see you next time right here on Human Solutions, Simplifying HR for people who love HR.